Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and today we have a special guest, Gianna Moseri. Gianna is originally from Sydney, Australia, is a spiritual mentor and intuitive energy healer who helps those who have experienced any kind of trauma come back to a place of self-compassion, love, and forgiveness. After 18 years of hairdressing, Gianna was involved in a severe car accident, which only helped her realize her true purpose was to be a guide for others in this way and offer the healing tools that helped her survive, heal, and live a life of unconditional love and passion. Gianna now runs her own healing business in San Diego, California, and is also a co-owner of the Tranquility School of Healing, offering regular in-person and online integrative healing trainings and workshops. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. I know the physical and emotional trauma involved in being in a car accident. So I can relate on that level. And I'm sure so many cans, but yours, yours sounds like much deeper. Yes, it's definitely quite an epic story that, um, yeah, it's still kind of sometimes surreal <laughs> that that happened in my life. And I do, you know, I, it's a good point that you said that because we all go through some kind of um, trauma each of us. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, wow, like who else has been through something like that, you know, and um, who can I talk about this with and who can I share this with? So yeah, it is sometimes surreal that it is my, my epic story. (laughs) And an amazing, the fact that you're sharing it, I mean, it's one thing to go through it, but to share it with others. uh, I, I don't think everyone speaks up So somebody listening might really benefit from this because we live in this world with so much judgment and stigma um, that that sometimes people suffer in silence. And that's why I try to make noise. So, yes. Awesome. And I love so much that that you're doing this and I love that intention. Um, And after this accident for me, I realized that that was that was my purpose as well. It was my purpose to be able to use my voice um, to help other people who have also experienced this. So thank you. I am so grateful that, you know, there, there are people like you and, and platforms like this out there to make that noise and to say like, Hey, it's okay that you've been through this and there's nothing wrong with you and it's not your fault. Um, And like you said, a lot of people stay in silence about that kind of stuff. Yes. And, and that just makes it harder. So anyone who relates, anyone who needs to talk, you know, that's why we're doing this. Both of us have had situations and we've gotten through them by letting others in and through sharing our stories. So I hope anyone struggling can benefit from this. Uh, You know, millions of people are in car accidents all the time. And I'll tell you, um, I didn't want to get back in a car. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yes. there, there are many listening that can relate in multiple ways. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. And we don't realize, you know, the, the effect of that um, 
until something has happened and it does come back and flashback in that way where we're, we're too afraid. And also we realize, oh my gosh, we're flying around in these like little boxes of metal and right. <laughs> we have to be careful with that. We have to be really, really careful with that, you know, because we can hurt people we can hurt our, ourselves. And, um, you know, for me, what I've really been tuning into lately is just, or what I've been called, I feel it, it just keeps coming through no matter how much I try to, to quieten it. It's just this voice to, to use through me of um, just mindfulness, mindfulness behind the wheel of anything that we're, we're navigating or driving on a road, you know, that we have this consciousness behind it. So if we, you know, I, I, I'm grateful to be here and to share this because I'm, I want my voice to be that voice that people hear, you know, if they're going to make a decision like that, you know, if they're about to, to drink and drive, I want to be that voice in somebody's, you know, in the back of someone's mind, that's like, no, <laughs> remember what happened to that girl you know, or, you know, this could harm you or somebody else. And, and that's the fact of it. You know, it could harm you or somebody else. Those are really big words. Absolutely big words. And, and drinking is such a big part of culture in so many things. And so, you know, I'm small and not a, not a big drinker. I, and, you know, I, I wouldn't trust myself with a sip. Uh, but it's, it's normalized. It's made socially acceptable and no two people have the same limits. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's really, you know, just to add that, that awareness and that consciousness to any kind of driving, really not, not just drinking and driving, but reckless driving or, um, you know, any kind of thing where you're not paying attention I think it, when you've been through that, like you said, people like you and I who've been in, in a motor vehicle accident, you, you gain more awareness to that. And there's no rush to go anywhere after you've been through that. Like, I don't care how late I am now, you know, for right. something. <laughs> I, I just, I don't do it because <clears throat> I remember that my life and somebody else's life is more important and where I'm going um, I'm not in a hurry, so I can slow down and I can, you know, when I do go into that mindset of, you know, we all get it. We all get some road rage, right? I, I leave my house in the morning and I'm like a saint, you know, I've done a meditation and, I'm, and then, you know, you get in your car, the minute you get cut off, you're like, you know, swearing and cussing or whatever. So <laughs> we all do it. And, you know, it's, it's, okay it's just you know my message is is not a, of one of shaming anybody for anything but just of like bringing this awareness you know like how can we be better drivers you know and if that's like not drinking and driving or not texting and driving or um being in a rush and just having that awareness that's you know really really an important um message and you might not have to deal with this in San Diego, California, but for, uh, for me, a lot of my life, it has also been weather and I will absolutely mm -hmm. not, if I have control over the situation, I won't drive in bad weather. If I happen to get stuck driving in bad weather, 
I could, you know, 10 people could, could call in right now saying, oh yeah, Sam called me from the side of the road. <laughs> she made me sit <laughs> on the phone with her until it stopped, you know, and, and that's yeah. not only for my safety, like you said, that's for everyone else's. I, if I don't feel mm-hmm. safe behind the wheel, mm-hmm. I don't want to risk doing something to hurt someone else. So it, it's, it's yeah. all sorts of weather impacts and mood, anxiety, all of that can affect us behind the wheel. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's totally okay. I love that you pull over to the side of the road and call as many friends as you need, because that's, like you said, making the noise, you know, and this is, this is what I tell people that I work with that have PTSD from driving a lot or anxiety. A lot of it comes from not being able, like you mentioned it at the very beginning of not being able to express it or not feeling understood because you're afraid and then being afraid of being afraid. And then that's where you're like, build up, build up. And that's the <laughs> next minute you're in a full blown. So it's okay to pull over and I, you know, yes, do those things. Call as many people, tell as many people as you need to, that you have anxiety because that's, what's going to get us through it. That's what's going to get us out of it. Like you, this show is about, making that noise and just letting people know like hey I have anxiety I have PTSD I call it the anxiety monster and like oh anxiety (laughs) monsters coming up you know you feel it you feel it in your chest you feel it in your belly and when you can face that and and just say that like up anxiety and tell your loved ones too like this is happening you know I tell my my people all the time just let them know like Hey, the, the anxiety monster's here. This is happening. I'm just going to do my little thing. I'm just going to pull over to the side of the road. And that's okay. Nobody's going to judge you or anything. You're doing your thing. I love that. The anxiety monster. We live in this world where for some reason it, it we're subliminally taught or, you know, unintentionally taught that it's not okay. But I mm-hmm. am the person who would, you know, get to the office and say, oh my God, I just had the worst drive here. Like I need 10 minutes before I, and that's what got me (laughs) through it. If we keep it in and avoid it, it shows up in some other unhealthy way. So to anyone listening, people Mm -hmm. don't have to understand or get it. It's just about getting through it for yourself, not them. (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And the people, people may not um, be able to, hold space for you not everybody can because maybe they're not they haven't experienced it themselves or they're not familiar with people with PTSD or it's maybe scary for them to see somebody else scared so that's okay too you know it's important to know that not everybody is going to be there at your aid if you need them to but you can be there for yourself and you can breathe through it and you can like speak of it and be, you know, not ashamed of it. Like this is what's happening because really it's uh, these things. It, it's an experience that you're having. It's not who you are. And so that's what I would love people to know who are listening as well. When you're going through this, we tend to, the ego comes in and the ego tends to um, tell us that something's wrong and that being afraid is bad and having a reaction to, to trauma is 
bad when really it's actually you're healing for you to go through this and to experience it and to and to flash back to those things is your brain actually healing it it's showing you like hey you're ready now let's you know let's look at this maybe you weren't ready at the time but here you are now so if we can that's what i would love everyone to know is like when these things happen you're having an expression and it's not good and it's not bad it's not anything it's just happening it's an experience like any other experience like joy joy is an experience right i really experienced this joyful moment when i went to the butterfly farm last week or i really felt sad about you know the death of a my friend or whatever so it's like those are two polarities but neither of them are good or bad they're just the way we feel cuz we're humans and so when we can just say oh i'll look at that i'm having a, a an anxiety or i'm having a a moment of sadness or i'm having a moment of joy and just that's it we leave it there <laughs> we don't have to go any further with it but the brain the ego the ego wants to tell us or put a label or something's wrong or right or judge it but really there's nothing wrong we just have this awareness take some really nice deep breaths and um and face it i love that you said we're human because we are and if mm-hmm. if we saw anyone else having a reaction mm-hmm. or a child you yeah. know we, we wouldn't judge them the way we're judging ourselves Absolutely. I use that analogy all of the time with my with my people. Literally. I'm like, okay, if a child was having a tantrum, would you tell them that they're hopeless or to like stop or to No, we wouldn't do any of that. We would tend to them. We would ask questions, right? It's like, what's wrong? Oh, why are you feeling like that? But with ourselves, sometimes we we just don't, don't go there, you know? So I love that you said that because it's one of my favorite analogies. Thank you, the child. Yeah, and I didn't we- arrive at the office and, you know, lay down and kick and scream and have a tantrum, but I knew that for my well-being, venting and like dealing with it. So however, whatever coping skill that looks like for you, we're just you know, there are appropriate and inappropriate ways to express it, but you can express it. And if you want to have a tantrum and throw pillows in your bedroom, that's fine too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk, you have a book that discusses this much more in depth. Yeah, I do. So I, I just wrote a book. It's called soul of a spirit warrior, true story of healing, survival, and resilience. And so before I was in this car accident, the accident was in 2016. I was already on this healing journey. I was in in school for um, different healing modalities, energy healing and sound therapy healing, um, aromatherapy, crystal healing. So I was doing like this whole thing. And I was also working with a mentor myself through some really deep inner healing. So I was doing a lot of that inner child work and I was really going back and peeling away the layers and, you know, really just taking that time. I had just gone through a divorce as from another country. (laughs) And so there's just a lot, there was a lot Mm -hmm. going on to a point where I was like, Hey, I see some patterns here that have been repeating for many, many years I think after this divorce, it's time for me to take some responsibility. I'm starting to see where I keep 
doing these unhealthy patterns in relationships. So I discovered that, started working with my mentor, peeling away the layers, starting to really understand myself of like, okay, the reason why, my why, you know, and just really started that self-love and compassion practice. So I was already on that journey and I, it was so profound to me, like this metamorphosis um, transformation that I was experiencing and I was feeling lighter and lighter and just my life was transforming from it. So I started to study that too with my mentor through a, a program called Healing From Within. She created this program. And so I did the training and I became a mentor, uh, a Healing From Within mentor and started working with people, the inner child um, and doing my energy healing work. And I had my own little practice as well as being a hairdresser for 18 years. And then I was actually in a car accident. So the car accident was really traumatic. It was probably my worst nightmare. I woke up to my worst nightmare, literally just thinking, oh my goodness, um, how am I going to get through this? So just so the people to give a little backstory, I was driving home from yoga teacher training. So another thing I was doing was I was a yoga teacher as well. So I was doing a lot. I was really busy. The universe was trying to tell me, hey, slow down yep <laughs> but I wasn't really listening um and I kept getting the call you know slow down slow down and I wasn't listening wasn't listening because I you know I had things to do people see places to go um which really now in hindsight is not that important you know other than taking care of ourselves but I was I was, I was hit by um, a drunk driver who was driving the wrong way on the freeway and I, yeah, so I, I saw the, the headlights coming towards me and it was pretty quick. Everything was really fast. And I just remember waking up on the five freeway in San Diego. So there's like four lanes and my car was now horizontal on the four lanes blocking the mm -hmm. whole freeway. I could see the whole trail of lights of traffic just backed up because of this. And then I recognized, hey, my car is on fire and I'm trapped in here. I could hear these people trying to get me out and there just sounded like there was a lot of people there. Um, and so, you know, I'm just piecing everything together and trying to figure out, you know, I was in shock and I thought I could get out of my house. So I tried to get out and I realized, oh my gosh, my arm is completely snapped in half my fingers are like pointing backwards towards my elbow and my two legs are stuck. So I realized, you know, from that fight or flight that I can't get out of here. I just have to sit here and wait. And my car was burning on fire. So I did, I was like this, I'm going to die. And this is, this is how I die. I die from a fire. And I just kept getting this like voice of reason. I didn't know every time I went into that fear, I would come back or something would like pull me up. It felt like, you know, into my higher self state. You know, all I can think of is like, I went up. <laughs> so I, every time I went to that space, you know, I'd hear a voice that would say, no, you're not, you're not going to die. You're going to get out of here. Everything's going to be okay. And so I just trusted that. I just trusted. And um, eventually uh, an absolute, 
Angel came along with a fire extinguisher in his car because the fire team wasn't there yet. And I still don't know who this person is. So I'm like on, <laughs> I'm looking for them to say thank you, you know. Um, but he put my fire out in my car and he pretty much saved my life. Um, and I don't know who he was. So he, and then he went away. Um, so then now that the fire is out, they could, they had to cut the roof off my car to be able to extract me because the damage, the impact was so was so bad. Um, so they did. And I sat in the car and I waited with, you know, the blanket over me, protective blanket as they use those big jaws of life to cut the roof off my car. And then soon enough, finally, I was in the stretcher heading to the ICU where um, I spent a week in a coma while they did about six, five or six different surgeries on me. Um, so I was very injured. I woke up from a coma and that's when I realized, so to, I know that was a bit of a, a side story there, but I just wanted to give that back. That's the, the quick version. <laughs> um, but I woke up and that's when I realized like this whole thing is so profound and I'm going to use all of my tools. I actually realized this is why I learned all these tools. It was, I call it spirit warrior training. So I realized I had been in this spirit warrior training with my yoga. I had started a breathwork practice. I, you know, was working with the mentors doing the deep, deep inner child work. I had all of the tools I needed to survive. So that did become my tools of survival. And I knew at that moment that this is my book. So I'd, I'd wanted to write a book on healing before the accident. I even bought a journal to start writing it because the healing process just alone, even without the accident was profound. Um, and I was having, making huge strides. And then the accident happened when I had that realization that these were my tools for survival and that I could get through anything with that. And that was that was it really was my 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 catalyst for healing and so I started writing my book right there from my my ICU with a broken arm and I had my sister and my niece bring that journal that I bought which was blank I hadn't started it yet um and I started writing I just started writing whatever I felt at that time you know and I'm so glad that I did because there's so much gold in that journal. Like I even, I read back to it now and I'm like, oh, I just give so much love to that girl. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. I mean, I didn't know I wanted to be writing books, mm -hmm. but I was writing to heal. So yeah. Yes. A, yes. Know, not everybody has to use their voice in the same way. You can use it on paper. You can, there are so many different ways, uh, yeah. but that's so it's profound. And, um, I ended up recognizing the significance of sharing my stories and now see the connection. And I still, you know, there's a difference between writing in your journal and writing what you're going to share with the world, but yeah, there is something therapeutic about releasing it. Uh, I mean, the book took me four or five, four and a half years to, that was when I published it from, you know, beginning uh, in the hospital. And, um, it was my healing process. I actually, I wrote, I, I moved to Costa Rica a, a little while after the accident because I just needed to get away from San Diego and heal. And I really wanted to write 
my story. So I moved there for almost a year and I just sat and it wrote the whole first draft of it. Um, and that was my healing process right there. It was just like, ah, oh, this is exactly what I needed. And at that point, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to share this, just like what you just said. Mm-hmm. I, it's just so beautiful to be in this space and be able to write it this way. Um, and then I, you know, I didn't do anything with that, with that first draft. I actually was like, mm, you know, I think that was just for myself. And the, stu- the healing was still happening. I moved, I came back to San Diego. And of course, as you would probably, you know, having been through something like this yourself, PTSD hit again. I came back to um, the place where it happened. And oh my goodness, I, I was doing really well in Costa Rica. And then I came back and I was like, oh my gosh, all the flash- flashbacks again. And, you know, just everything reminded me of it. So I didn't want to share the story because I was like, like I'm not healed from, from this. I, I didn't feel like I even had anything to share because I felt like I was, you know, suffering again. And so you had to go through that process again of like, Again, let's go through this. Again, how can I support myself through this this time? You know, and again, it was those tools of you know tuning in, meditation, using my breathing as a you know a tool to be able to get through those things that I was experiencing. And um, and again, it started happening. So I did. I picked up the book and I started writing again. And I, you know, I had my own healing practice. I was helping others and I, I felt ready to then say, okay, I think it's a, I think it's genuine or authentic enough for me or not enough, but just, I think I'm coming from a, um, an authentic enough place here to be able to, to help others at this point. Um, but there was definitely a time there. I was like, I help a no one. <laughs> I have to, I got to help help myself, right? Yes. I got to take care of me. There's no way I can. Yeah. I need to go off on a side note because part of my tools connect to so much of what you just said. And um, I want the audience to know that you and I, so, okay. A lot of people are going to think this is woo woo and out there and that's fine. I would have a handful of years ago also, uh, but now things like trusting the universe and, and things that's my language. So we connected yesterday, (laughs) Gianna and I, and absolutely felt meant to connect. (laughs) So I'm just learning these things. I spent my honeymoon in Costa Rica, (laughs) (laughs) my favorite place. And so like we were meant (laughs) to connect whether it was for this episode or for what, and that is a tool I also developed and wasn't able to be in tune with when I was caught up in the go, 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 like you were saying of being so busy and in the nitty. So, so pausing and being able to listen to the universe and recognize the signs also Mm -hmm. lets you meet people you're meant to meet. And, and I don't know if you had to let go of any along the way through your mm-hmm. healing journey. Yeah, um, absolutely. But this is, this is what happens. Connections like yeah. this happen. And I'm just blown away by your story and, and, but also our connection. And I want people listening to know that that doesn't happen. If you don't share your story, you can't find your people. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. So how do people connect with you and get your book and learn more? 
Um, people can connect with me. So I, I have my, my healing practice here in San Diego, and that's where I do my one-on-one um, mentor sessions. It's, it's very um, specialized, I would say. It's, you know, a combination of me doing um, one-on-one mentoring. So we really speak about it because the speaking, we've been saying this the whole time, is, is the most important thing, right? We've got to get it out of the body because you mentioned when we don't, it stays in, that's an energy block. It's an energy buildup. Now we can make ourselves sick with that. So we can cause all kinds of blocks in the body and and sicknesses and fatigue and stuff like that. So I'll do a combination of, we speak about it. We get to the thing, like we, we, we get to the thing by speaking and then I'll know like, okay, they've had a release they've shared it because I can kind of work with energy and, and see it shift within them. And then that's when I'll get them on the, to the table and do, you know, body work. We'll work with energy. We'll, I am uh, Reiki attuned and I work with sound. So then we, they do some energy work and it's, it's really a beautiful experience because they get to have a bit of both. They get the, the healing work really lets them integrate what they've, you know, really shared and it's um it's a beautiful shift. So that's that's my in-person work. I also have a school, which is a tranquility school of healing. And that's where I teach all these modalities. That's where I went and, and learned all of these. So we teach Reiki, sound healing, aromatherapy, everything that I've mentioned. Um, and you can just find us online. It's tranquilityschoolofhealing.com. Um, and then, yeah, just through my, my book, you can find my book on Amazon. And just through the the title, Soul of a Spirit Warrior, a true story of healing, survival, and resilience. And I'll put the link in the show notes also. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. And people can, you know, just connect. I hold workshops locally. Um, I have one coming up in in October called Embody. And this is going to be a full weekend immersion of... um, for women, this one's for women. Eventually, I want to open them up for for everybody. But just right now, I was a lot of women. I felt were needing this, and it's just where they'll come and embody these tools. We'll spend a whole weekend together. We'll really get. Um, they'll be supported by other women, sharing, like you said, and making noise and speaking about what it is that we need to speak about um, to share to heal and. Um, really learn these tools, their life tools, their life support t- tools. So when they leave um, that workshop, they will have a whole plethora of, of, of tools to work with for, um, for what they need. And they can have an opportunity to continue working with me one-on-one. So it, yeah, my one-on-one sessions also, I do them by phone as well. So it doesn't have to be in person. I work with people all over the US, I even work with some people in Australia. So it's I, I try to be available for for as many people. Really, my my I guess my motto, you would say or my intention, my greatest intention is to help as many hearts heal as possible through my experience. So if it's just you want to come and share and talk and you just don't know anybody else who's even experienced anything like that before and you just want to like talk, I want to, I want to be here for as many hearts as possible. So 
those are my offerings. And um, those are the ways that you can get in contact with me through my website and through my book. Um, yeah. And I just, I love the, I love working with people. I just, it's my passion. It's my purpose. I knew it as a hairdresser. That's why I started doing this stuff healing. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm a therapist anyway. And they as well like actually <laughs> do the training in it. And, um, and, and it's cool now because now I work with clients that I had as clients when I was a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Now, now I work with them in trauma and it's like, I love that. It's epic. It's just beautiful. And I love that you said healing hearts. That's beautiful. Any, any final words for the listeners? Final thoughts? Um, final thoughts is just, um, you know, giving yourself so much love and compassion just know that you're not alone in your story and and you don't have to suffer there is help out there there is help um out there and people want to to help and to support so just finding your your tribe finding who you feel safest with safety is a really you know important thing when we're healing that we feel safe and um you know, alongside of that, just because of my experience, I would say my final message would be how I started this call today, which would be just being mindful about the way that you're driving. And, you know, if there is a time where you think, hey, I've been drinking, I've only had one or I've only had a little, it'll be okay for me to drive. Just don't, because there's so much out there. Now you can Uber, you can Lyft, you know, there's there's other ways. And, um, you know, if that could just be that voice or I can be that voice, um, to those things, self-love, compassion, and mindfulness of driving, that is, is me helping as many hearts as I can. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And like Gianna said, you're not alone and finding someone you feel safe with is the most important thing. And if you don't know how to do that, you can connect with us or someone and they can help you find that right person. You just totally. don't have to do any of it alone. Mm-hmm. And until next time, always be ruthless, especially with your healing. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the ruthless movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.